Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's Word, fellowship, and prayer. All right, hey guys, hope everything is going well for you guys. Um, if you have your Bibles, be turning to Jeremiah chapter 40. And uh, I got my notes right off here to the side. You can't see them. So if you see me glancing over here, it's actually because I'm looking at my notes. But uh, and then also, let me give you all the disclaimers in the beginning. Um, the other thing is, if you hear gunshots, I live in the hood. It's just how it is, you know, so I'm not firing the gun um, unless somebody comes up in here, in which case I got something for them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to pray for them. Right. And we'll pray for them if they come up in here. But uh, yeah, I'm recording this in my house. So uh, turn to Jeremiah chapter 40. What we're going to be talking about is thriving in transitions. And I know we are all in a time of just transition. The world is in transition. And so this is, I think, very appropriate, this subject. And if you go over to Jeremiah chapter 40, we're going to look at a man that experienced several transitions in his life. Uh, he experienced transitions in his workplace. He experienced transitions in his dwelling place. He experienced transitions in his relationships. It's not Jeremiah, um, actually, that we're going to be talking about. It's going to be somebody else uh, over in Jeremiah chapter 40. But let me give you the backstory. So here in, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah has spent uh, many years prophesying to the uh, children of Israel, the people of Judah, uh, about their coming destruction because of their sin. And they didn't listen, right? They didn't listen. And so finally, uh, God does bring it to pass and he brings in King Nebuchadnezzar and uh, Nebuchadnezzar basically besieges them and takes them captive and takes many of them captive back to his land. But there is a remnant that's left in the land. And by the time we get to chapter 40, we see all of that has come to pass uh, and we see this guy named Gedaliah. He is put in charge as governor of the land. Okay, so uh, that being said, before we get too far into this, I wanna make sure we open in prayer um, so that we can get everything that God has for us. So let's spend a little bit of time in prayer and then we're gonna dive into this and see what God has for us. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for this time to be in your word. And I do pray that you speak to our hearts, Lord, and uh, that you teach us and help us to apply um, these things to our lives, Lord, that we can live um, a life that's glorifying to you, even during this time of transition, Father, that you would be magnified. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so, okay, over in Jeremiah chapter 40, go there and let's look at verse 7. And I think what we're going to do, let's just read through the entire passage. Uh, so I'm going to read through the entire passage, about 12 verses. We'll read through this uh, and then a couple verses of the next chapter. That way we understand the story. And then there's just three things that I just want us to learn from it. So Jeremiah chapter 40, um, verse 7. Now when all the captains of the forces which were in the fields, when they and their men heard that the king of Babylon had made Gedaliah the son of Ahikam governor in the land, and had committed unto him men and women and children and of the poor of the land, of them that were not carried away captive to Babylon, then they came to Gedaliah to Mitzpah, even Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, and Johanan, and jo 
Jonathan, the sons of Korea, and Sariah, the sons of Tanhumeth, and the sons of Ephi, um, the Netophathite, and Jezaniah, the son of uh, Amakachite, they and their men. And Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, swear unto them and their men, saying, Fear not to serve the Chaldeans, uh, dwell in the land, serve the king of Babylon, and it shall be well with you. As for me, behold, I will dwell at Mitzpah to serve the Chaldeans, which will come unto us. But ye gather ye wine, summer fruits, and oil, and put them in your vessels, and dwell in your cities that ye have taken. Likewise, when all the Jews that were in Moab and among the Ammonites and in Edom, and that were in all the countries, heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant of Judah, and that he had set them over Gedaliah the son of Ahikam the son of Shaphan, even all the Jews returned out of the places whither they were driven and came to the land of Judah to Gedaliah unto Mitzpah and gathered wine and summer fruits very much. Moreover, Johanan the son of Korea and all the captains of the forces that were in the fields came to Gedaliah to Mitzpah. Now watch this. Verse 14, and said unto him, Dost thou certainly know that Balas, the king of the Ammonites, hath sent Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, to slay thee? But Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, believed them not. Verse 15, then Johanan, the son of Korea, spake unto Gedaliah and Mitzpah secretly, saying, Let me go, I pray thee, and I will slay Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, and no man shall know it. Wherefore should he slay thee, that all the Jews which are gathered unto thee should be scattered? And the remnant in Judah perish. But Gedaliah the son of Ahikam said unto Jonathan, Johanan uh, the son of Korea, Thou shalt not do this thing, for thou speakest falsely of Ishmael. Now go to the next chapter. There's just a couple verses. I want you to see what happens at the end of this story. Um, Jeremiah 41 verse 1. Now it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael the son of Nethaniah, the son of Elisha, of the seed royal, and the princes of the king, even ten men with him, even ten men with him, came unto Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, to Mitzpah, and there they did eat bread together in Mitzpah. Verse 2, Then arose Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and the ten men that were with him, and smote Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, with the sword, and slew him, whom the king of Babylon had made governor over the land. And so there you have it. Um, Gedaliah is in this time of transition, and ultimately, uh, his decisions cost him his life. And so I just want to give you three lessons that we can learn from this story and, and, and apply to our life, because I think it's super applicable because we're all in a time of transition. And so let's just kind of walk through these principles and see what God can give us. The first thing that I want you to get down is that God allows transitions to reveal flaws in our character. So God will take us through things and he'll allow things to change because he wants to reveal things to us about our character that may not have been clear to us before the transition started, right? You're comfortable, things are, are predictable, they're, they're, they're going uh, in a manner that seems okay, and then all of a sudden this, tra this transition takes place, right? And this, is, this would be true for us uh, because, you know, I, I didn't come into 2020 uh, expecting to be quarantined for one or two months. Like I, that, that wasn't in my, my, my goals for 2020, but now we've, we're in this place where we have this transition. And what we learned, um, about this guy, Gedaliah, um, is that he, what we saw in his character, the issue is that he's too trusting, right? He's too trusting of these people, uh, and he's not discerning. That's his issue. And so, you know, I want you to stop and think about, 
you know, what struggles do you have that that you've had before that maybe are beginning to intensify because of this quarantine? Just something to think about. We're going through this time of transition. What what struggles do you have that are intensify, intensifying? So what God is doing is he's showing you something that needs to be dealt with. And so my advice to you is don't ignore those struggles. Deal with them, right? Now, don't beat yourself up about having struggles because we all do, but we need to be responding biblically to our struggles. And for you, maybe that's accountability. Uh, maybe that's more time in prayer. Maybe you need to talk to somebody. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, probably more than likely, most of you that are listening to this, there are certain struggles in your life that are intensifying. And so here's the thing that I want you to understand. Unresolved sin only intensifies as you progress in ministry. I'll say that again. Unresolved sin only intensifies as you progress in ministry. And so uh, I'm sure Gedaliah had this character flaw before, but it's costing him so much more than he anticipated because his position changed. So whereas prior to this transition, him being overly trusting um, was okay and, and, and maybe even in some ways, um, you know, may have been beneficial to him. I don't know. But at this point, it's actually, it, it actually comes at a very high cost. Okay. And so practically, let's think about this for you guys. Uh, you know, I know that, that many of you are prayerfully considering, you know, where does God have you in terms of uh, what he's calling you to on the mission field? And something that I want you to think about is that the mission field actually amplifies your struggles. It doesn't diminish them. It amplifies them, right? So anything that you are struggling with now, uh, if you haven't dealt with it and resolved it, uh, the issue will be tenfold on the mission field. And so a change in location uh, does not change your heart, right? So what that means is if you are a mess here today and you become a missionary and nothing changes inside of you, then you will be a mess there. That's just how that, that works. Uh, but it will be intensified. It will actually be worse. Um, and so if you're a wreck at, at this stage of ministry, um, then it, 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 it doesn't matter where you are in terms of your location, um, you've got to deal with those things that, that God's showing you. And so maybe those things are depression, maybe it's anger, maybe it's anxiety. Um, I don't know what it is that, 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 that God is bringing you to your, to your attention or what's intensifying for you right now during this time of quarantine. But I do know that God is allowing that so that you can respond biblically. And that's the key, right? That's all God is asking you to do is just respond biblically to it. Uh, and deal with it so that you can you can resolve it. That's why God is allowing it to happen. And so, you know, it's amazing everything that's happening right now because God is allowing this stuff to happen on a global scale, right? Uh, God is clearly dealing with uh, the world. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what God's motives are, what he's trying to accomplish, but uh, he has the attention of the world, okay? You know, the idea of missions, it's, I always say that it's, 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 it's sexy in the, in the sense that, you know, you get to be a missionary and you're preparing to go and you're learning the things that you want to do. And then you, you get your send off party and all of that stuff, um, is really glamorous. But the, 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 the reality, uh, after that, once you actually get to the mission field and you, you talk to missionaries and what they go through, it's actually brutal. Uh, there is a lot of isolation. 
There is a lot of disappointment. There is a lot of discouragement. Um, there is betrayal that you'll have to deal with. And so, you know, as tough as this time might be right now, going through this transition and being quarantined and being isolated, this is the time to to deal with the things that God's bringing you to your to your attention. Um, so it's okay that the struggles are intensifying. Uh, the solution isn't to ignore it. The solution is to deal biblically with it. Philippians four six. Be careful for nothing, but in, by but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever thing are, things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And so the second thing that I want us to learn, now the first thing was that God allows transitions to reveal, to reveal flaws in our character, uh, but the, the second thing is that God allows transitions to reveal deficiencies in our faith. He allows transitions to reveal deficiencies in our faith. Back in the story in Jeremiah, what's interesting is that if you just read the beginning of the, the, the passage, what you see uh, is that Jeremiah was actually present. And so Gedaliah had access to a prophet, right? Uh, and it's not that Jer Jeremiah wouldn't have been well known. He would have been very well known at this point. So he absolutely could have asked Jeremiah to pray uh, and help him to discern if Ishmael was really friend or foe. And I hope you see that in the in the passage that no attempt was made to even try to discern, right? So it may be that, um, you know, um, Johanan comes to Gedaliah and, and he, he just doesn't believe that Ishmael would do something like that. But in his role as governor, he does have a responsibility to vet what's being said. Uh, and he makes no attempt to do that. He just dismisses it. Uh, even though Johanan is a soldier and, and had just come from uh, this place where all these other soldiers were. So Johanan would probably know, right? Uh, and so there, that suggests a lack of dependence on God. That's what that suggests. Uh, he's too dependent on self. And the reality is we need God's mind on our circumstances. We need God's wisdom on acting. Proverbs 16, 25 says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so in times of transitions, we need to have a dependency on God. And this, this time of transition is going to reveal if you and I have a true dependency on God. And I want you to see a great example of this over in Joshua chapter nine. Go over to Joshua chapter nine. Okay, Joshua chapter nine. And verse two says that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho at Ai, they did work wildly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up and old shoes and clothed and clouded upon their feet and garments upon them. And all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. Verse 6, And they went to Joshua and to the camp of Gilgal and said unto him and to the men of Israel, We be come from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Peradventure ye dwell among us, and how shall we make a league with you? 
And they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are ye, and from whence come ye? Verse 9, And they said unto him, From a very far country thy servants are come because of the name of the Lord thy God, for we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond Jordan, and Sihon king of Heshbon, and to Og king of Bashan, which was at Ashtaroth. Verse 11, Wherefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spake unto us, saying, Take victuals with you for the journey, and go to meet them, and say unto them, We are your servants, therefore now make ye a league with us. This is our bread we took for our provision out of our houses on the day when we came forth to go unto you. Behold, but now, behold, it is dry and it is moldy. And these bottles of wine which were filled were new, and behold, they be rent. And these are garments, and our shoes are become old by reason of the very long journey. And the men took of the victuals and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. And that's the key right there, verse 14. So they took of their victuals, they took of their food, and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. And so the Gibeonites show up with a good story, and Joshua Joshua just believes them, and he, he doesn't vet. He, he doesn't seek God's mind on it. And so this is something that I want you to get down, and I want you to understand. Um, some of your worst decisions in ministry and in life will be the decisions that, you, that make complete sense to you in the moment, right? Uh, the only issue is that you didn't seek God. Because based on all the evidence that Joshua was getting, their story was credible, the only issue here is that they didn't seek God's mind on on the subject. They didn't they didn't seek to truly discern what God wanted. And so I, I want you to keep that in mind because this time of transition will reveal it will reveal deficiencies in your faith. And and maybe as I'm I'm saying this, you're already thinking about things and areas that you need to be putting before God. And so we don't want to presume anything. Uh, Gedaliah back over in Jeremiah chapter 40 uh, was incredibly presumptuous uh, and just assumed that, that Ishmael was friend uh, when really uh, he turned out to be a mortal enemy. Um, and so we need that same level of discernment in order to have that. We've actually got to be depending on God. And so, you know, are there any areas that you need to bring before the Lord? Any decisions that you made, maybe snap judgments uh, that you made that you need to put before the Lord and, and see, um, is this what God wants? It may seem to make sense to you in this moment, but is it truly what God wants? Uh, put it before the Lord and wait on him so that you can get God's mind on the subject and, 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 and move forward the way that God would have you move forward. Okay, so we saw that God allows transitions to reveal the flaws in our character. God allows transitions to reveal the deficiencies in our faith. And then the last thing that I want you to understand that we can learn from this story, and this is critical, God allows transitions to remind us that we still have enemies. God allows transitions to remind us that we still have enemies. Okay, so go back over to Jeremiah chapter 40. Um, and really, Johanan down here at the bottom, he really pictures for you the Holy Spirit trying to warn you of danger, right? Johanan comes to him twice, right? So you jump down to uh, verse 13, and then, okay, verse 14 uh, says, Dost thou certainly know that Baalus, king of the Ammonites, hath sent Ishmael, the son of uh, Nethaniah, to slay thee? 
right? So he says it then, and then he comes to him, uh, verse 15, next verse, and he says, you know, he comes to him secretly. And, you know, side note, everybody needs a friend like Johannan, right? Johannan's like, hey, let me, I can kill him for you real quick. I can take care of this, right? Uh, but uh, he doesn't listen to Johannan for whatever reason. And it says that he just believed him not. And and you speak falsely of, of, of Ishmael. But he's getting these warning signals. And I'd argue he actually got three warnings, right? So he had Johannan coming to him uh, to give him two warnings and then he had the man's name. The man's name is Ishmael, right? That ought to, that, that the very name is ominous, right? So there should have been something like, let's just, let's vet this a little bit, but he didn't do that. And so let me ask you a question. Has the Holy Spirit been sending you warning signals that you are ignoring? Because that's what's happening here is that um, he ignored the warning signals. And because God loves you, um, and God doesn't want to see you go down the wrong path. Uh, the Holy Spirit will send you warning signals. Now, God will let you make those decisions. Now, if that's what you want to do, he'll let you make those decisions and he'll be there in grace to, to, to help you. Uh, but he does send you warning signals. And so, you know, for some of you, God's sending warning signals and are you disregarding them? So instead of him being cautious, it's interesting. Go over to go back over to Jeremiah chapter 41. You know, and you see at the end of verse one, it says they, they, they did eat bread together at Mitzpah. So instead of him being cautious, he's sitting down with these people eating Wonder Bread. What's wrong? What, what's going on here? Right. Um, and so God's people need to be circumspect. Ephesians 515. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Right. So he's sitting down fellowshipping with them, eating bread, just basically having a good time. And, 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 and all the while, this guy is a mortal enemy. This guy is getting ready to get up uh, and slay him, right? And so let me ask you another question. Are there areas of your life where you are flirting with sin, right? You're flirting with it. Um, I'm pretty sure if he had known that Ishmael was a mortal enemy, he would have tried to kill him first, right? And so, you know, um, this is what the Bible says. The Bible tells us that we actually have three enemies, right? The world, the flesh, uh, and Satan. Galatians 5.24 says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. They that are Christ, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. And so, although God would use this time of quarantine to strengthen your faith, what I want you to understand is you've got three enemies and, and the devil certainly wants to see you regress in your faith during this time. And so the call for us, 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And so I want you to think through that. Are there things in your life that you're flirting with that you actually need to completely uh, put down, right? Um, the Proverbs tells us that, you know, they ask the question, can a man take fire right into his chest and not be burned? Uh, are there things that you're flirting with that you actually need to treat as a mortal enemy because it's what it is, right? Uh, it's the thing that, it's the things that are hindering intimacy with Christ, uh, hindering uh, a walk with the Lord, an intimate walk with the Lord. And so during this time of transition, we need Christ. Uh, he needs to be first on our minds in the morning. 
uh, on our minds during the day, right? And the thing that we think of before we go to sleep. And so let me just wrap this up by saying, uh, I just want to share some practical tips in terms of the, this time of transition. So for some of you, or for a lot of you, right, if you're college students, you're, you're probably online at this point. Uh, you, you, so one thing that you need is you need a routine. You need a routine. You need to create a routine and you need to hold yourself accountable to a routine. If that means you got to write it out, uh, share it with a couple of accountability partners, but you need a routine in terms of a time you're going to wake up, uh, how much time you're going to devote in prayer, how much time you're going to devote in, 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 in studying the word, uh, things like that. But you need to write out a routine and you need to create that structure for yourself because there's safety uh, when you create that structure for yourself. Uh, the other thing, and don't laugh, you need to exercise, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm giving you that as practical advice because sometimes uh, some of the emotional struggles that you may be having, there's just a very practical connection of you need to get up and get moving, particularly, right, if you're at home all day, um, you know, because of this situation and you're used to being out and about and, and, and you using more energy, you still you still need to be burning those calories and your body needs to move. And so I'm, I'm making this video right now. But my plan after I do this video and, and wrap up some things, is I'm going to go for a run uh, because I got to get out. I'm fighting the fat man. He's coming for me. Uh, those cheeseburger pizzas at Minsky's probably isn't helping. They probably aren't helping, but that's another story. Uh, but man, you got to exercise. And so, you know, for some of you, maybe it's like, man, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, why I feel this way. And you're praying and you're studying, but you still feel um, a certain kind of way. You, and, and, and it's probably, it could be something as practical as you just need to go and exercise and you will feel 10 times better. Okay. So you need a routine. You need to exercise. And then the last thing I tell you you need is you need goals. You need goals. Uh, and so during this time, you, you probably have a lot more free time. I know I do. Well, I've set goals for myself, goals in terms of studying, uh, things that I want to read, things that I want to accomplish. Because when, when we come out of this quarantine, I don't want to look back on this and, and, and even at the judgment seat, stand before Christ and, and say, I wasted this time. Um, I want there to be something for it. I want to be closer to the Lord um, and I want to make sure that I redeem the time. And so if you could if you could take the just adjust your perspective and, and so much of following the Lord, that's what I've learned is that a lot of times circumstances don't change. But what he will do is he will change our perspective. Right. And in changing our perspective, um, it's such a blessing. And so if you could see this time uh, really as a gift. Right. This time of isolation as a gift because God wants to teach you something and he wants to 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 you to draw closer to him so that he can draw closer to you. Uh, that's how God wants to use this time. So let me just kind of recap this. Right. Number one, God allows transitions to reveal flaws in our character. He allows transitions to reveal deficiencies in our faith. And then God allows transitions to remind us that we still have enemies and we need to keep those things in mind. You need a routine, you need to exercise, and you need goals during this time. Uh, I love you guys. I miss hanging out with you. I miss the coffee shops. Um, I didn't know how much I missed them until, you know, roastery. They're open from like, you know, 8 a.m. to 3 for takeout. And I just walked in there and was like, okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm just going to get my latte and leave. But um, it was a sad moment. Uh, but uh, it's okay. God is good. And um, uh, I'll talk to you guys at some point. Uh, let's pray and uh, want you to have a great day.
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your goodness. And I do pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord, that you would help us to apply these principles to our life. Um, Lord, that we could live in a way that is glorifying to you, Lord, that we would not lose sight of the fact that we do have enemies that want to take us out, Lord, but we don't have to be discouraged by that. Uh, we can actually be encouraged, Lord, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, Lord. And so uh, we have the promise that we can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth, strengtheneth us, strengtheneth us, Lord. And so uh, we, we have that promise and, and we thank you for that. And so, Lord, we can walk in victory. I pray for hearts uh, that are obedient, that will listen to what you're saying, Lord, that we would obey and that you would continue to mold us into your spirit. Have your way in Christ Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Love you. Bye. We hope that today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple making ministry, please visit our website at caya.li.com.